Welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. And coming up on this episode, we talk to multi-instrumentalists Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler. They make music together as the rough and tumble, and they gave up their permanent home in favor of a life on the road with their dogs traveling from gig to gig in their small RV. Well, their latest album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog, may be the best thing they've ever done, and it certainly feels like a bit of a game-changer as far as their career is concerned. Alongside music from the album, it's a really fun interview. I hope you'll stay with us to check it out. We also include new music from Jason Wilson, Jane Eman, Coco Lavalcon, Miranda Mulholland, and a special tribute to the late, great John Mann from Spur to the West. And we're starting off this way. This is Jason Wilson with We. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. Yeah. 
you fell down and cracked apart into a thousand pieces. I picked you up and did my best to help you make some sense of it. It was hard for you to see that you could ever be more than just a broken thing to me. In those cracked and broken places, I'll cover you with gold, so the scars that you have will shine bright and bold, and the hurt you story to be told It will take time Of that I'm sure We can't undo the shadow You'll never be What you once were that doesn't really matter Instead of should have been And what has come before You'll be perfect Just the way you are Cause in those cracked and broken places I'll cover you with gold So the scars that you have will shine bright and bold And the hurt you feel will be a story to be told They say if it don't kill you In those cracked and broken places I'll cover you with gold So the scars that you have Will shine bright and bold And the hurt you feel Will be a story to be told You fell down
little more money, a little more time, a little less worry on my mind. If I was stronger and I lived longer and I had a few more things that I call mine. Oh, I would be satisfied. Yeah, I would be satisfied. If I had more, if I had more. If I had more, if I had more, I would be satisfied. Satisfied. Surely I would be satisfied. With hairless frizzy and love keeping me dizzy, pour me another, another cup of wine. Give it to me new and give me two, cause I get a little rush when I buy things. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall.
Welcome back to Folkroots Radio. We started off the hour with Jason Wilson, who blends together everything from traditional British folk to bebop and reggae, with the land acknowledgement song We, which features Gabe Godet, and that's from Jason's new album Sumac Roots, Volume 2 of the Valley Road Trilogy, and that's his historical multimedia project about immigrant and indigenous life in southern Ontario, and the Toronto area in particular. We followed that with Jane Eamon from Kelowna, BC with the beautiful Broken Things, which talks about the impact of her husband's stroke and how the beauty of their relationship still existed, despite their challenges. And that's from her wonderful stripped-down seventh album, Pieces of Me. And it contains some excellent songwriting and we'll definitely have more in a future episode. And finally... Coco Lavalcon with Satisfied from her wonderful new album Rebirth. And you can find a great in-depth interview with Coco talking about the new album on the website. And in the background, Fiddler Miranda Mulholland with her instrumental Bar Rage. That's from her second solo album by appointment or chance. And that album was recorded live off the floor at the Swiss Cottage a beautiful wooden shed house concert venue in the village of Twyford in England. And that tune originally appeared on Miranda's first solo album, Whipping Boy, but was reworked with some beautiful harp from Tara Minton, bass from Joe Phillips, and guitar from Tally Tro, who also produced the album. Next up, the Rough and Tumble join us to chat about their new album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. But before we get there, from the new album... This is Howl at the Moon. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Let's howl at the moon, howl at the moon, don't you want to? I stop at the moon Let's throw in sun and stars and planets And the clear blue too Maybe wild dogs could keep us From the path we picked to go at all So what if we can't beat them? Who said we needed roads to go? soon start moving soon don't you want to let's start moving soon we'll check the streams and breathe the wind to find our food tame dogs have kept us from doing what it is we want to
That's the Rough and Tumble with Howl to the Moon from their new album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. And that's the follow-up to their very well-received 2018 full-length album, We Made Ourselves a Home When We Didn't Know. Now, the Rough and Tumble are multi-instrumentalists Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you'll know that we're big fans of this folky, rootsy Americana duo, who gave up their permanent home in 2015 for a life on the road with their dogs, travelling from gig to gig in their small RV. And Mallory and Scott are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. It's great to have you guys join us again. It's great to be here So good to be here. Nice to see you this time. (laughs) I know, and actually not that far away, because we're based in Leamington, Ontario, and currently... You're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right? We are are. in Grand Rapids. So you've been traveling the byways in your little RV since 2015. So that's like four years of not having a home base except when you really desperately need one. And I think that's what parents are for, I gather. (laughs) (laughs) At least Scott's parents. (laughs) That's another album, though. So, yeah, so you're obviously still having a lot of fun, right? Yeah, we are. We're loving it. Yeah, our, uh, you know, knock on wood, our camper is holding together. Um, and it, Knock uh, on wood and duct tape. Yeah, and, and duct tape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having a great time. This has been a really great year for us, in fact. We, uh, we've gotten to, to travel so much. We started a lot earlier this year, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're down in Florida in January, and... In a couple of weeks, we'll be out in South Dakota um, yeah. and a ton of places in between. Yeah, and truthfully, it's, this is probably, um, I don't want to say it's been an easier year as far as, as breakdowns and that sort of thing. In fact, I think we've had more like truck issues, like more auto issues than ever before. But somehow, I think just having done this now for so long, it it feels like it's getting easier even if it's not, you know, we've had the same truck and camper since we started. And of course they're having those, you know, 50,000 a year, mile a year problems. But I think it's just that we maybe were callous to it or maybe (laughs) (laughs) we've accepted it, you know, (laughs) maybe we're in shock. I don't know. but it, It doesn't seem to present the same difficulty as it, as it did before. They were picking new problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, the fact that it's a 15-foot camper, you know, and the the fact you're a couple, you obviously are pretty comfortable most of the time being together, right? Yes. Yeah. No, that is true. We we hear these stories about, uh, I was talking to our sound man the other night, and he was like, yeah, I, I used to tour in like a 20-foot RV with like six other guys. And, and I just said, that sounds terrible. <laughs> You know, it's, it is, it is close quarters, but you know, we're, you know, we're partners and you know, it's, we like to be close. So, and I guess as long as you don't expand the band, you're probably okay. Exactly. Exactly. Or we need to find, you know, a bass player in every town. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start talking about the album. We started off with the wonderful song, Howl to the Moon. Now the, 
album is entitled Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. Yeah. Now, I know that last year was a challenging year for you. You lost one of your road dogs, Butter. Tell us a little bit about this song. And obviously, I get the impression that this really kind of formed a little bit of an overarching theme for the album. It, it was a hard year, for sure. You know, Butter had been with, with Mallory for, for seven years. And she was my heart, for sure. The last time that we spoke to you, I believe we were broken down in a parking lot in Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico. And we had that interview and we were actually, we had just finished writing another song on the album called Little White Paper that is especially for Butter. And we're kind of coping with the loss of our friend. And and we were feeling the space, definitely feeling the space mm -hmm. of of her absence. And and it was, I think, around that same time that we literally started howling, like as a family. We would be in the truck and anytime that feeling of that space became too much, we would just kind of kick back and and howl. And there was it was primal, it was necessary and if I started doing it, then Scott would start doing it and Puddle kind of just shook her head at us. <laughs> but um, but it, it became this, uh, this huge relief for us as a family uh, to, to, to release that stress. And then that space started to close, close in a little bit more and it didn't feel, it didn't feel as wide. And so as we were howling, it didn't feel like the distance was so far that we were howling across. And, and then even as we were closing the distance in the part of the country that we don't know as well to the, to the Eastern side, which we do know a lot better, that distance started to, to narrow and, and we were still howling, but we were howling when we were happy too. And we were howling when we were angry. And, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it felt like people were howling with us. Like it, it became this sensation that if you just are, if you're crying out, eventually somebody's going to hear you and they're either going to come help you or they're going to join you and you can't go wrong either, either way. Yeah. And that was sort of the, the basis of this whole record. We ended up writing Howl at the Moon in particularly. It was one of the last songs to go on the mm -hmm. record, even though we had been howling all along. Howl at the Moon was sort of this last snap in that kind of brought it all together. That was like, oh, that that is what we need. Like we yeah. just need to throw it off and, and be primal for a second. And, yeah. and it, it brought our humanity back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a really good year for us. And a really bad year. And a really bad year. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is like life, right? It has, exactly. you know, there's a yin and yang and everything. I do wonder in the live show, you know, with this song, Howl to the Moon and, you know, the theme for the new album, I imagine some of your audiences join in with Howling during the show now, don't they? Yeah. It is fantastic, yeah. <laughs> too. It is wonderful. We actually, somebody actually mailed us a, a real coyote call to use as well, which we don't use in our outdoor shows at all. But um, <laughs> it, is, it has been kind of a wild ride. It's, it's a different, it's a different experience, yeah. I think. Now. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We couldn't stop them if we tried. You know? <laughs> I want to go back and play another song, and that's the hardest part. This also speaks to some of the challenges that the last year brought you, but it sounds like you were able to process those things. Yeah, sometimes before we knew that we were processing them too. This particular song, we we were writing actually in the middle of a fight. Like the two of us were 
not even close to a resolution. And it was like, just get out your guitar. We'll figure it out, <laughs> which is not something we would ever do. <laughs> or, or recommend <laughs> or to other songwriters. But, but it, it did help us process it. it. And, and I think, I think you can, you can definitely hear us working it out, you know, in the lyrics and in, in, in the song. Let's listen to that just now. This is the rough and tumble with the hardest part from their wonderful new album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Well, the hardest part is over. The hardest part is over. Yeah, the hardest part is over. Till the next hardest part I was named for the struggle Weight shifting, arms lifting Head strong and hitting what's not coming You were named for the road Yeah, the hardest part is over The hardest part is over yeah, the hardest part is over Till the next hardest part There's a headlight out there somewhere You'll beckon what's wrecking us with every step in the wrong direction Well, there's a porch light waiting here Yeah, the hardest part is over
Hi there, we're Over the Moon. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's the rough and tumble with the hardest part from their new album. It's entitled Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. The rough and tumble are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. They are Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler, currently in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So let's talk about the new album. I've been hearing some great buzz about this album, listening to it. And, you know, whenever I do an interview like this, I'll say to the performer, well, we need to pick, you know, three or four tracks we're going to play. And then we, you know, you decide which ones you'd like. I pick the ones I'd like. And, you know, the thing about an album like this is I could pretty much play every song. This is a really strong album. Does it feel that way to you guys? I mean, I've loved your music since the first time you, you know, landed on my musical doorstep. Which yeah. is probably it must have been 2014 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was very yeah. early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We love this album, and and I don't like I don't feel weird or shy or not humble or whatever those things I'm supposed to normally feel. I don't feel those things. I am so excited about this album. Yeah. I like. I feel like it's we've landed somewhere that just feels uh, it feels true to us. Yeah. And not that our other albums didn't, but I feel like we. We've broken in somehow, broken ourselves in or something somehow. And um, at least that's, I won't speak for you. Yes. <laughs> it feels really good where, where we've landed. So we, we recorded these 10 songs in five days mm-hmm. uh, in, in East Nashville with, with Dave Coleman, who also produced. Uh, we made ourselves a home and we didn't know. We just worked so fast. Mm-hmm. because we only had five days and then we were not returning to Nashville for months for months. And I think, I think you can hear the urgency. Like it, it felt so immediate and, and just urgent. And we, I don't know that that feels, feels good to, to conceive of an idea and follow it through in such a short amount of time. And then to, to get it out to people, it feels it feels like we're actually able to say what we need, you know, without the constraints of time kind of getting in yes, the way. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah. But you know, the, the interesting thing is that it just feels like there's so many layers. I mean, we've got 10 songs on this album. There are so many different themes, so many layers to the whole thing. You say this is your second full length album, which is funny because, you know, since I've been following your music, I could have sworn it was album number five. Yeah, you, no, yeah. you describe your earlier albums as being EPs. It's like, well, I think they were almost a full-length album in those days, but it really <laughs> does feel like you're starting to land somewhere special here. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised somebody will come up to you and say, okay, how about we talk about a management deal and how about we talk mm-hmm. about a label deal and maybe you guys need to stay you know, close to Nashville or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. it, 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 feels, it really does feel like a breakthrough. It does. It does for us. And, and um, I think what's, what's funny is we we kind of saw this record as a placekeeper. When we decided we needed to go back into the studio, we were like, well, I guess we have, we have like nine songs. Let's write another one and, uh, you know, and call it a 10 song album. And this will just hold our place until we can get to, get to the next the album. Real and, stuff, yeah, the real stuff. That's so funny. That is, that's, a, that is how we conceived of it. And then when we put all these songs together, I think that that's, that's kind of what happens when you're grieving too. Like you're, you're doing this work of trying to get to the next place and you're, you're, you're doing all this hard work, but you don't realize that you're doing the work until you're outside of it. And then you look back and you go, Oh, cool. I actually made something amazing back there. And, and I took a huge step 
but you don't realize that when you're inside of it. And I think once we saw all these songs together, all of a sudden we're like, well, maybe this isn't like a place holding sort of record. Maybe this is like a real like grown up <laughs> like a record, a real record. record. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as we got into the studio and started pushing this out, then it just felt, I don't know. It, it felt right. It felt, yeah. it felt true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said earlier, I could have picked any of 10 tracks to accompany <laughs> this interview today. Unfortunately, we can only play four. We're going to go back to the album with one of the most powerful songs. And that is Call Mercy. This is a very loaded song, and I'm going to get you to to share as much as you'd like to, to share about this song, because this really dips back into an issue that obviously is, um, you know, well, it's an issue you can never get away from. Sure. And um, this song, uh, much like much like how I uh, just des- described the album, like you don't realize you're you're in something um, and you don't realize the good you've done until you got to the other side of it. And this this song in particular, I did not think was a worthy song to put on the record. Like we we kind of finished writing it and um, and I put it away and Scott kept saying, no, 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 we need we need to bring this song mm-hmm. in. And I'm really grateful that we did. This song is for the last two, two, three years, I've been unpacking some sexual abuse that I experienced from the age of 15 through 19 by a much older guy. And the work that I've had to put into unpacking that has been tremendous and searing and rewarding, of course, but also impossible. And last year, I tracked him down and I sat across from him for the first time in 15 years. And I looked at this person and I was able to, for the first time in my life, use the right words to describe what he did. And Scott sat there with me and it was a very surreal experience. It didn't feel like I was, you know, doing anything liberating. It didn't feel like I was doing anything important. It just felt like the thing that I knew that I had to do to get myself better and and I was able to do it. And I walked away from that experience feeling a lot of things, but just feeling grateful and, and better. And we wrote this song, I think a week after that. <laughs> and then I shoved it away and said, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> and it turns out that people do want to hear it. We've been playing it live for the last month. And almost every show, somebody comes up to me afterwards and, and shares a similar story, sometimes without me even saying what the song is about. And I'm, and I'm grateful that you know, I finally had the clarity to be able to understand that these stories need to be shared, you know, as much as I want to be ego-lucky with every song. I want to howl at the moon with every song. There are these songs too, and they're important. It's an interesting song because it has a bit of a different feel to it as well. I mean, you, you know, you, you seem to be growing from the, the teeny tiny folk band that you started off with. You know, again, mm-hmm. I guess that just goes to the whole maturity thing, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we brought in a you know a, a women's gospel choir, <laughs> you know, for this. For this track. Yeah, three of our good friends, and, and it was it was amazing to be able to sing this song with three very powerful women singing behind me. It was it was pretty glorious. Let's listen to that just now. This is the rough and tumble with Cole Mercy from their great new album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
can call on the Father, you can call on the Son, you can call down the fire to the floor. You can call it forgiveness or the grace of the Lord. Just don't call me to your mind anymore. Call God as your witness. He'll swear on his life. No resurrection can make this wrong right. If you ask for forgiveness, he'll likely get quiet. Like the sound of a church on a Saturday night. Like the sound of a church on a Saturday night You lost me when you loved me Cause you can't call that love Where your prayers met my fears And we washed it in blood I took the scars And you took the crown You don't know what I'm asking When I call mercy down You don't know when I call mercy down You don't know what I'm asking When I call mercy down Call down mercy Call down mercy That's the rough and tumble with Cole Mercy from their wonderful new album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. So let's talk about the live show. I mean, these new songs must be going down really well in it. 
They are. And it definitely feels different. Um, the, as we were playing, and I think anytime you play a new song, there is absolutely a new energy that comes with it. The excitement of it being new, but these new songs definitely kind of carve out this space in, in the set that I don't know that we've had before. I think, um, we love performing where we love like playing off of each other and being able to, you know, kind of joke around and, and have fun. And there's something about these songs that when we plow into them, they kind of create a, a breathing space for, for us and for the audience and everybody just sort of sinks into them. And, and it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means for our future performance or, or if it means anything at all. I just know that right now they sit very well, Yeah, but differently. Yes. If I asked yeah. you for the 30 second pitch, if you're, you know, people listening to this interview think, well, maybe I'd like to have the rough and tumble come and play for me. Uh, what yeah. can people expect when they come to a rough and tumble show? Uh, lots, lots of instruments, lots of jokes. Um, <laughs> most of them bad though. Most of them bad. Yeah. We're running out of our 30 seconds here. So we are, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, close harmonies. Uh, I don't lots know, of stories. A couple I think dogs. And we love to um, find out regional humor uh, or regional things and then try and plop it into the set. But usually we, we do it very poorly and then the audience has to correct us. Yes. <laughs> and have many songs come out of these shows that you've been playing? I mean, you play at least 150 shows a year. I mean, is it possible that people invite you for a show and then suddenly down the road there may be a song that has them in it? Here's what usually happens. We, we play the show, then somebody will come up and tell us a bit about, you know, their, their region or their town. The song High Fly mm -hmm. is, is written all about maple syrup and about, you know, the, uh, the maple trees waking up in the spring. And, mm -hmm. and the only reason we know anything about that is because we met a mapler or a, sh a sugarer. A, a mapleist? A, the, we, we, met, <laughs> we met the, the syrup man up yeah. in Bradford, Vermont. Mm -hmm. And he told us all about it. And he gave us a couple bottles of maple syrup mm -hmm. and and then w when we sat down to write we um we just had these bottles of maple syrup sitting in front of us and it was it was pretty wonderful like yeah. it was <laughs> a pretty great experience uh but so yeah i think songs i mean i think songs can come from anything but i think as far as regional songs i think that it does play into it I think there's also always that sense that we don't belong anywhere. And so everything feels like material because it's always outside of us in this yeah. way. And uh, songs are a way for us to internalize the places that we are and make us feel like we belong there too. Yeah. And I can see rough and tumble maple syrup being sold oh! on the, being sold on the merch table next to the nose flutes. That That is a sweet, sweet idea. I, I like oh, that. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. Now, we will be playing High Fly in a few moments. Perfect introduction to that song. But I did want to just talk a little bit about all of the things you do to engage your audience, because I think you do this better than anybody else I know. Uh, you have a weekly live cast, a monthly blog, a cook and color book, yes. food blog. You now have cartoons, which you do with your friend Stephen Carter, and they are so much fun. Oh, they're oh, great. They are so great. And it's a great way for us to digest our own week is for Steve to call us and be like, what's on the docket for, you know, Ruffles and Tum Tums this week. And we get to like, well, this happened to us and this happened to us. And it's fun because he's not a traveling musician. He's not a musician. And so yeah. he, he takes these things and he's able to funnel it through 
the everyday house living person and, mm-hmm. and tell us what's funny and what's, exactly, <laughs> and <yeah>. what's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are lots of fun. I, I got to say, I'm going to put a shout out to everybody. Go to their website. It's the rough and You can sign up for their newsletter. You can check out the ruffles and tumtums cartoons. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful because, you know, we, we started talking a little earlier about the fact that, you know, the music business has changed so much. You have to find so many ways to engage, and you guys do it so well. And as long as it doesn't wear you out, I'm going to <laughs> encourage you to keep doing it. Thank you. Thanks, Jan. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you today. We're going to finish with High Fly, Didn't I Wait? And what was the Didn't I Wait bit? Oh, that was us. It started snowing the second day we got to Vermont and it never stopped. As far as we know, it still hasn't stopped. And so we, um, it was just us waiting for spring at the beginning of November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm sure that's the only thing you can do when you get to that point. This is the oh, rough yeah. and tumble with high fly. Didn't I wait from their wonderful new album, howling back at the wounded dog. And you know, whatever you do, you need to get to see these guys in concert. Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler, it's been an absolute pleasure having you join us today. Same here. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Jan. We'll see you next time. And the good news is that they hopefully will be coming to tape a video session for the Sun Parlor Coffeehouse sessions with us later this year. And I definitely <laughs> want to come in that trailer, so you better make sure it's tight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clean it. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks, Jan. Half a didn't I wait, didn't I, didn't I wait? Hawk in the meadow and a robin on the gate Oh, fly high, didn't I wait? I fly, didn't I wait? Didn't I, didn't I wait? Hawk in the meadow and a robin on the gate Oh, fly high, didn't I wait? All through the winter waiting for the ants to break Fly high, didn't I wait? I'm just a river and I'm looking for a day High fly, didn't I wait?
And that's it for another edition of Folk Roots Radio. You can visit our website at folkrootsradio.com to check out more of our interviews and radio episodes. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We heard some sad news this week. John Mann, leader of iconic Canadian folk rock band Spirit of the West, has left us. An amazing singer, songwriter, performer, actor and activist, he touched many lives, especially so after being diagnosed with colon cancer and fighting back, and then being diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's disease several years ago, and still trying to fight back. He will be missed. We'll leave you with two songs. The first from John Mann's wonderful post-colon cancer recording, The Waiting Room. We'll raise a glass to John Mann with These Are The Instructions. And we'll wrap things up with one of Spirit of the West's most loved songs, And If Venice Is Sinking, this time recorded live with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. And wherever you are, John, thanks for the music. These are the instructions you should follow should I die. Burn me in a cardboard box Save your money for my wake Pick a pub, I don't care which In which you all can celebrate Toss my ashes in the ocean Throw them hard and overhand If the wind kicks up and blows them back Towards the land, it's not a sign It's just the wind So brush me off, then try again I want every woman, man and child to have a drink Mothers, every child can raise a glass Pull them tight against your chest Let them suck upon your breast I think that that's in line If I were there I'd drink red wine, but your breast might do just fine Here's a short list, just two songs that I demand be played The whole of the moon will light my way Someone near the middle, Ben Hepner sings Nesson Doma, and when he hits the high sea, raise a cheer Talk right through, shed a tear It's up to you, not me, to carry on With a brave face and your bright red lipstick on Your bright red lipstick on Your bright red lipstick Keep my name alive and close Cause I'm the one you miss the most Raise a glass and make a toast to me The one you love the most Yes, I'm the one you love the most I'm the one you love The most Mm 
the glass above Venetian doors. His window box boasts crimson flowers, fresh cut the day before. You couldn't find a smile if you nailed it to his face. Jesus Christ hangs his head with the race. Dressed in black candles, thick as pillars, you can buy one off the floor. And the ceiling's painted gold, and Mary's hair is red. The old come here to kiss their dead. And Postcards on the door 